This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What, Billy up? This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Fall Obsession, baby. Welcome back, everybody, to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. Once again, I am your host for this week's episode, Sam Thrash, and I am sitting here today again with two of my good friends, uh, fellow Fall Obsession admins, Mr. Nick Powell and Mr. Nick Latham. What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Glad to be here. I got Let's Nick see. squared here again, <laughs> okay. so I'm going to have to once again specify who I'm talking to. <laughs> Nick squared so, plus Sam. Nick squared plus Sam, yes. That is, if you're, if you're looking for mathematical equations, there you go. So, uh, before we get into it, um, once again, guys, this episode is brought to you uh, in partnership with Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Um, we are once again out here recording at Cinnamon Creek's uh, North Texas location. So if you guys are in the North Texas area or passing through and you're into bow hunting or just hunting in general, come out here and check these guys out. They got an awesome full service pro shop. They got indoor and outdoor archery ranges. Um, they have a wild game processor, which runs thousands of animals through it every single year. Oh, yeah. um, they, are, they have a huge operation here, uh, top notch. Just I know Nick, you and I both brought deer here oh, this yeah. last year and turned out great and with the amount of animals that they have coming through here i was pretty impressed with how quick they got us oh yeah our it, meat back it's it, it's an awesome operation for sure and if that's not enough for you they also got an event center here where they do corporate team building events um, they do birthday parties uh kid leagues tournaments uh lessons all sorts of stuff so they they are a they are a one-stop shop for the archery and hunting world so be sure that you guys uh, check out Cinnamon Creek and like them on social media as well. So, guys, there is a problem in the South, and we have yet to talk about it on this podcast. 
today's the day. Today is the day. That problem is wild hogs. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think we all have some experience hunting these suckers. We all have a wide variety of different stories um, for what this entails. And I know that it is a pretty popular topic, not just down here, but also up north out of Texas where people don't have pigs because a lot of guys really, it, it, you know, we, we think of northern animals like what they have up there every year being on our bucket list. Well, some guys up there have hogs yeah. on their bucket list, you know, so that it's a, it's kind of a unique topic. Um, and, and I really want to dive into it and get into that today and uh, kind of break down the, not just the, the process of hog hunting and what all's involved with it, but if guys are really wanting to do it, how they can. Yeah. So to kick this off, I'm gonna to go to our statistics guy here today. Um, Mr. Nick Powell came prepared. He's got his laptop in front of him. He's got pages and pages of notes. I wouldn't um, say pages. I he just... stayed up till like midnight last oh night researching <laughs> researching hog hunting just for this podcast. So blowing air somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Pressure's on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, no, no pressure. Just on so this what side. I have so far, or for right now, is that the wild hog was introduced to the U.S. around 300 years ago by early Spanish explorers. And then from then until now, the population has obviously exploded. Yes. So right now in the U.S., there's approximately two to six million hogs in 39 states. And half of those are here in Texas, which is where we're at right now. Yes. And all of these hogs are causing around $400 million in damage to crops that could be going to fellow Americans. Yes. So I guess if our listeners aren't aware, some of them may not be, if they haven't been in around hogs and understand them, hogs root. Very much. And so it looks like when they come through, it looks like there's a mosaic pattern of someone having a tiller. <laughs> yes. Like what it have it looks like somebody just plowed a garden through the middle of the woods. Yep. And, and it's in a five foot diameter hole that's yeah. about two foot deep. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and um, it does it does cause a lot of damage, um, and it, it makes fields when the farmers are going through it uneven. You know, they've, mm -hmm. they've gone and maintained their land in a way that it's efficient for them to go uh, harvest properly, and right. I mean, yeah. throw the wrench in all of it. That's how those farmers, that's how they feed their families, and mm -hmm. so these hogs are taking money right out of their pockets when they're destroying all these crops. Um, but the reason these hogs root is because they're opportunistic feeders, so they're omnivores, so they eat uh, plants, different types of plants, but they also eat bugs, grubs. They'll eat anything, really. Pretty really much will. anything, <laughs> which is kind of the key term, opportunistic feeders, because if they have an opportunity to eat something, they're going to take it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a... A lot of people up north, you know, like we already mentioned, they, they might have that on their list of stuff they want to shoot, and down here, it's just, it's a nuisance. Mm -hmm. There's so many of them, and they're, they're everywhere, and it's just, it, it's a pain in the butt. They're an know? invasive species. It, it's an invasive sure. species, and, and at times, us, other guys, farmers, will do anything they can yeah. to get rid of them. Yeah. It's, 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 it's painful sometimes how well, many and they it's, are. It's also, it's... 
you know, in some areas, if you don't manage the deer, the deer population, it grows, but they have one, maybe two. Yeah. Yep. On average, I would say pigs, hogs have what, eight? Oh, well, on you, average, you look this you, up too. You have that stats guy? I do. Yeah, stats guy, what you got? So, hogs reach breeding maturity at around an age of six months. Normally, they don't start breeding until around eight to 10 months. Um, their gestation is 115 days with litters of four to six, sometimes as much as 12. So you're, okay. you're looking at three litters a year yeah. of four to six, maybe 12. So that's 36 pigs from one sow hog. A and year. A year. A year. And they like to run together like that too. Yep. Which yes. is called, I told you this earlier. Oh uh, yeah, we were talking What's about it called? The... What's a group of hogs called? I can't. Dude, I can't, re I can't remember what you <laughs> oh, told me. Come on. <laughs> it starts with an S. I know yeah, that. It does? You know? I'll know as soon as you say it. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I knew this. It's called a sounder. A sounder of pigs. Yep. Man, we don't call it that down here. <laughs> down here, it's just a bunch. It's <laughs> just a, a bunch. bunch. <laughs> hey, hey, there, there's a bunch of pigs down there in that bottom. They're getting down there right now. <laughs> well, the problem is there's so many, and they're so oh, yeah. tight together. You take one shot, and they scatter. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. It's over. So, so one, of my, one of my inspirations for this podcast, and, and when I texted, I think I texted pal here and told him hey we need to do a podcast on this is recently i got to go on a little bit of a hog hunt yeah and mm -hmm. it was in an area i'd never hunted before um a good friend of mine from work offered to, to take me out we originally were actually going out after turkey spring turkey hunting okay and uh the turkey uh, just weren't doing what we were hoping so we um, adapted to hog hunting and man there were pigs all over this place and the one thing that he had never encountered out there in the times he'd hunted um, out there on this lease was the farmers hadn't cut the wheat yet. So the wheat was still like knee to waist high. Mm. So we'd literally like be walking up on the edge of this field and you just hear, oh, you just hear them <laughs> out there in the, in the field and like a little ways out there, you could see all the grass just wiggling around, all the wheat wiggling around. Yep. And so you, you, you try to creep up, creep up on them and uh, I, sh I shot a few pigs out there. There you go. I shot a oh few. Oh boy. And, and not only that, we're talking. You're talking about rooting around. Yeah. And the damage that these suckers cause. Man, we were out there, and we decided to do a night hunt. We decided yeah. to go out after dark and see if we could find any pigs. And we went out there, and we're walking up on this one stand that got set up, and there's a feeder on the stand, and we just keep hearing this chung. Chung, and this is like this isn't your average like plastic barrel feeder. This is a big, heavy steel feeder yeah. that, that is on this stand. And something is literally picking this thing up and shifting it around. Mm. And we we get up there and we got a green light and we shine it up there and we can we can see a, one of its head a head popping out. So he held the light and I got back on. As soon as that head popped back out, I, I pulled the trigger. But uh, just the damage that those pigs cause. You walk around the feeders that they had on that property and there's just craters in yeah, the earth mm -hmm. where they're digging stuff out. They're digging, they had one pig that was really bad about just like, he would dig out a hole around the pole of a feeder and he'd dig it so deep to the point where the feeder would fall over. Oh, like wow. that, that's how, that's how destructive they are. That's how strong they are, how determined they are. And how smart they are. How smart they are. You might not think of pigs as smart, and sometimes they're dumb as a box of rocks, but they do have some sense to them for sure. Yeah. Um, 
They may not be able to see very well, but they uh, do a lot of other things. That, that's their that's their least. I believe that's their least. Um, I want to say that their smell is their strongest yeah, defense. Their yeah. strongest defense is their smell, and they they they're blind as a bat. They can't yeah. see anything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've I've walked right up on them before, especially yeah. a big group of them. Like when they can't hear over their own noise. Yeah, yeah. you can you can walk right up on them sometimes without yeah. them noticing you. So yeah, you can. Yeah, if you're in the woods and there's a big group coming through, you're gonna know it pretty, oh, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, you do. I know back in the day too, you and I, yeah. Nick Latham, <laughs> right, did some all going together too yeah. a long time ago. Those, those were some interesting times as well. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's very interesting shooting at night. Yes, it's, it's different. It's a de- very different dynamic. I've got a funny, <laughs> the boys one night, and we had, we had been messing with some night vision. A buddy of mine had gotten an ATN thermal. Oh, nice. And so he upgraded that, and, he, and he, you know, he wanted me to help. I'm electronics guy at work. So he's like, hey, man, I need your help. Can you get this thing? So I help walk him through getting everything set up. And he's like, hey, man, here, you can have my, my night vision. I'm like, well, what do you mean for it? <laughs> like, no, no, you helped me out. He gave it to you? You can just have it. I'm like, oh, are you sure? That's what's I mean, up. He's like, yeah. I'm like, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I mean, so. I need some new friends. <laughs> so I get home and, you know, me and the boys are, all, you know, when you have boys, uh, night vision is like really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's cool anyway, but you bring it home to your boys and they're like, you bring it home to me and it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, oh, my oldest is 16. And and Dawson is 10 at, the, at this point. So a couple years ago. And I bring it home. We put it on one of our rifles. And we, we go out. Um, I was actually using another rifle that I was trying to get sighted into his ATN because you can do all these different things with different profiles and stuff. So right. I was messing with that, trying to get it sighted in. Well, we go out there and we sit for a while and he sees a coyote come through. And, and so that comes and goes. Well, I go back inside and it's kind of it's misty, rainy, and um, it's probably 50 degrees. It's not real cold, but you know he's out there and he's waiting, just looking around. And I'm in there, and it's it's about bedtime. I I try to go to bed at a relatively early time, uh, so I can get up in the morning. And so I'm in there, and I'm talking to my wife, and we're kind of winding down. And all of a sudden, Dawson runs in the house, pops into our room. The kid is soaking wet. <laughs> And he doesn't have his boots on. <laughs> and at this point, I'm sitting there trying to process this. And I'm like, soaking wet, no boots. He's out of breath. <laughs> what is going what on? What just happened? <laughs> is everything okay? I think as a dad, that's the first question. Is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I'm like... What happened to you? <laughs> and he's like, I had a yard sale. And I'm like, you what? You had a yard sale. 
And so, someday maybe we can have Dawson on. Like, the kid's a hoot. Oh, you, that would be Next fun. time we meet out here, you need to bring him in. He yeah. would be awesome yeah. to have on this podcast. So, then he goes to talking us through why he is soaking wet. I mean, it is misting outside, so it's not, like, odd that he's wet. But, like, when you, you just had to see it. Like, it was like... He was soaked. Something happened. He's got grass on his face. It's like, were y'all army crying? Y'all bear crawling through the mud? What, what were you doing? And he's like, well, Byron shot a hawk. And my wife's like, bull crap. And, and he's like, no, no, no. He shot a hawk. And she's like, well, why do you look like this? And, well, I was running to come tell y'all. And I'm booking it across the field. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and a mesquite bush. <laughs> Jump right in front of him, huh? <laughs> he's going just, he hits that mesquite bush, and he says he just went all sorts of different ways. <laughs> and his boots shoot off. <laughs> and this is where he ends up skidding to a halt and gathering you know, you know when football players have like grass stuck in their face masks because yes. they went like into the. He's got stuff everywhere, <laughs> and so we're in tears at this point from laughing. So I'm like, all right, let me get my muck boots on. I'll go out there. We get out there. This sucker is like darn near 400 pounds. Holy cow! And. So I drive out, I'm thinking, oh, well, we'll just each grab a leg and drag this sucker back. And I get there, and I'm like, you need to go get your Jeep. <laughs> We're going to have to get a tow strap. Dang. So we tow this sucker in, and we strap it up, because it's like, you know, we try to teach our kids, if you're going to take an animal down, you need to eat it. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, hogs of that size are not that good. Right. Man, I got to tell you all. We put that sucker on the smoker, the hams, and it was good. Hmm. Like, it was excellent. Man, that, go, folks. that is that is a such a debated topic yeah. of eating wild pigs because, you know, you talk to one guy and he's like, oh, they're all disgusting, they're nasty, don't ever mess with them, don't yeah. ever eat them. And then you talk to somebody else and... They're amazing. Yeah. You know, now I've, I've killed some, some pretty big pigs that probably aren't the best for eating, in my opinion, but I am all for taking a wild pig pig in, whether you do it yourself or take it at the processor. Oh, yeah. Get, getting some out of it for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not going to get, like, bacon, like breakfast bacon off of them. You know, they're, they're lean animals. They're wild animals, but mm -hmm. it's, it's still definitely worth Worth the worth the work in my oh, opinion. Yeah. So yeah, that that's awesome that y'all had a good experience with a pig that big, especially. <laughs> no, I was, and uh, and I mean we still talk about that and laugh about it. It's just it's one of those stories that just sticks with you. But you know it it was just so so fun to be you know to have that camaraderie with the brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, know, and, that's awesome. And and them coming in and. Just, oh my gosh, the look on his face. <laughs> Man, what did y'all, what did, uh, what did he use to take it? Uh, 556, so AR. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um, and it, man, it was pure. Like I was, we skinned it 
and we're going in, I'm gutting it out, and I go to grab where the heart would be, and it just, just, I mean, straight up heart shot. Got heart. That's yeah. awesome. That's a good shot right there. Man, they're they're so tough too, and, and that's why I was a little surprised when you said five five six because a lot, especially a lot of bigger pigs, you a lot of guys try to go with a bigger caliber around yep. to yep. take them down. And and I know same hog hunting trip I referenced earlier. Man, we were out there, and I was just shooting a, you know, I went out there primarily with my bow, expecting a turkey hunt, and it didn't really work out. So we went hog hunting, and the guy I was with was like, here, I got this extra two four three, just just use this. And then he had an AR with him, mm -hmm. and like. There were there were a couple of big suckers I shot that I thought should not have really go that far, and by golly, they sure did. Yeah. And man, we had we had this one. We were we found these pigs. Uh, they were in the wheat field, and they had just crossed over this little berm in the field. So we went up and we crept up on top of that berm. And we can see the tops of their backs, you know, like 20 oh, yeah. yards from us. They're right there, and so I went up and I shot this one. And right when I shot them, the grass all around us just just started moving and, and pigs just everywhere squealing and my buddy that I was with he had his AR and he's just, just moving around shooting at the grass as it's, as it's running around you know and I'm looking over and I'm like golly and these pigs kind of run off and then we see them way out there and I take another shot man man we follow these pigs like kind of moving up and following them through this wheat field and kind of down this little spot of hardwoods and I remember I, I emptied the magazine on that 243, and I remember the last shot I took, and the pig fell over, and and my buddy's looking at me, he's like, hit him again, hit him again. I'm like, I'm out of bullets. <laughs> you hit him. <laughs> oh man. In the in the research I've done, a 243 or bigger is what is a common thing that I, I read is what you should use. But the smallest I've ever used was a 223. Yeah. Straight so, from the statistics guy. Yeah. yeah, and I even said that to Byron. I was like, well, that's, that's decent. I mean, usually you're going to, you know, you hear a lot of guys, 760 by 39, right? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and so he's like, yeah, you know, no, but <laughs> when you hit him that. Yeah, when you're, you're good at that accurately. <laughs> when you're good at that, you know, 16 year old boy. Yeah, like, what <laughs> you, you know, I'm good. I expect nothing less. <laughs> when you're good. <laughs> when you know you know that's right so Nick I know kind of talking about different rounds that are you know ideal to shoot a pig with mm -hmm. um, another I know you've done some research and, and have some info also for guys who are coming from out of state on on the different options for hunting pigs yeah. down here I, I know there's a few different different avenues that they could take in in the process of trying to get a hog hunt down here in a state like Texas, for yeah. example. So you want to shed some light on that for us, Mr. Um, Statistics? Yeah, sure. I shed a little bit. Um, <laughs> obviously, you can hunt public land if you get a... So there's no open season. They are a year-round. There's no open it's, limit. It's always open season. Yes. Yeah. There's no closed season, closed I guess season. is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you can take them year-round, there's no limit, you can take as many as you want, you can take them, use any means or methods, whether it be rifle, bow, trapping, baiting, whatever else, other methods you can think of. Yeah. Um, you do have to have a hunting license, mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously if you're hunting on, you can hunt on private land with landowner permission, you can hunt public land, uh, but if you buy a hunting license you have to have a public land permit 
think it's like $25 extra or something like that. Um, then you can also pay to hog hunt with a guide if you want. There's also helicopter hog hunts, but those are a little pricey. So probably fun though. I've never done one. Yeah, that might be a bucket list item. Yeah, for sure. Like, that would be a bucket list for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Man, out of those options, obviously the best one would just be knowing somebody that's got the hookup with a rancher or somebody that just wants them gone yep. and is willing to let you come out there and shoot. That would obviously be, be the cheapest option, but you're talking about hunting licenses too. I know I know we kind of went through this and, and learned some numbers for non-residents coming to Texas. Um, last year when we did our staff hunt, we had guys coming in, so we kind of had to brush up, excuse me, brush up on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the like a standard hunting license, like what we get down here with, you know, our deer tags and our turkey tags on it is like 300 something dollars for a non-resident. But if you know, like if you just want a, a, a hunting license to hunt hogs with and you're coming to Texas, there is like a, 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 per, a license, it's like a five day pass basically. So that whenever you arrive and you start hunting, that's when the clock starts ticking. And you got five days from that time that you can hunt uh, mainly, I think they made this for pig hunters, really, um, because uh, you still have to have deer tags to hunt whitetail. You can't, you can't get deer tags on this permit, I don't think. Right. But it's only like forty or fifty bucks. So that versus a three hundred dollar price tag is way, is way better if you're just coming down for a few days to yeah. to hunt pigs. So I, if if you guys are seriously considering it, if you got a hookup, um, I, I would look into that before you go and spend three hundred dollars on on a hunting license. So. That, that's, that's a pretty sweet tip there. Hot yep. tip for you. I didn't know about yep. that. Thank you, Sam, for that hot tip. You are welcome, <laughs> sir. Man, we, it, it's funny. We got these new microphones here. And <laughs> we're having too much fun. That's so legit. I know. We, we feel like we know what we're doing even though we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do we look like we know what we're doing? Yes. Are we acting like? No. Or are we actually knowing? No. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. We definitely look like we know what we're doing. You do. You're the one with the cool headset <laughs> sitting over there. They're you look cheap official. headphones. You look official all day long. <laughs> I know. Like walking around, he had his hat flip. He he gets to the point where he's like, oh yeah, I got. It. And he flips his hat around. We're gonna we're gonna post a picture on social media. He was. I mean, he he looks official right now. So yeah. gotta gotta look apart. When you're the statistics guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Statistics and production. And production. You're the media production All manager. Production. So. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Vapel. Oh yeah, attractants for sure. Because I, I was able to get some of the Vapel long range attractant, trying to attract some deer uh, early season. I put some out September 26th in front of a, a game cam that I had up. Mm -hmm. And four days later, there was probably eight to 10 150 plus pound hogs on that long range attractant. So if you guys are interested in uh, getting some hogs, get some Vapple, because if you put it out there, they will come. Vapple works a lot for a lot of stuff, and I know that we're, we're uh, I know we're talking specifically about hogs today, but, but deer and, and other animals as well, it's, it's a great attractant for them, and not only that, one of the things I love about Vapple too is the price point for the for the average day hunter. It's uh, considerably uh, more inexpensive than a lot of attractions that you might buy out there on the market today. And when you're ordering online too, that can make a difference. Also, when shipping comes into play. So, um, yeah, Nick is 100% correct. Um, 
Vapel. Vapel should be your go-to when uh, when you're looking to attract whether it's deer or hogs. I know some some states um, have regulations on baiting um, that might might prohibit that, um, but Vapel also has other products like wind checkers, um, scent control, stuff like that. So uh, really a, a one-stop shop for a lot of things. We're happy to be partnered with them, and, and like Nick says, there's some successful pig stories dang he's showing us the the trail, yeah. the trail cam picture of these pigs right now pretty that's, impressive that's because you can see there's me putting it out it he's was got evidence august 26th that's, that's a bag it was that's, that's a bag of apple man <laughs> that's a and bag of apple like four days to a week later there was those aren't small pigs either no no those are nice that's they're big that's ideal eating size right there yeah that's good stuff. Put on the table. Yeah. So guys, attractants for sure um, are are uh, are a big tool if you are looking for a successful hog hunt. I mean, we got plenty of stories about walking around, walking up, walking <laughs> finding them, <laughs> missing your shot from oh, thirty yards. Dude, <laughs> I remember that night, man. That was you were so torn up about that one. I was mad. Like <laughs> I'm sitting there and I grab the stupid thirty thirty instead of grabbing my AR and. I don't even know why. Like, I really don't. And we get out there, and I can hear them. Like, we're sitting over in one spot, and I'm like, guys, they're, they're behind us. And I don't know if it's you or Byron, you're like, no, no, it's, no, it's I, It was one of your boys, because I, okay. I was set up farther down the tree line okay, at so, a different spot that night. So we circle back around, and, and I'm like, it's right in front of us. I know I can hear it. And so he pops on the light. At this point, we're, we're noobs. We don't have any cool stuff. We just have a flashlight. I think we may have gotten some red tape that we taped over the flashlight. There you go. And, and so he pops it on, and it's right there. And I missed it. Like, I don't even know how. Man. I just missed it. You talk about hunting at night, and that's another thing that really can mess with you, mess with a shooter at least, is is like at night and your muzzle flash and all that because it's it's like once you shoot, you don't see that pig. No, um, unless unless it's just purely by chance, and that that is uh, that's where having a second guy with you can definitely make a difference. Mm. Um, because I know there was one pig I shot out there the other week at night, and. Uh, after I shot, I had no idea where the pig went. The guy I was with had the light on him, and he's like, he's right there, he's moving, he's going that way. And I'm like, where? Yeah, man. <laughs> huh? huh? <laughs> I came here. <laughs> man, and that story reminded me of another one that we had out there, because we hunted out there together several times. Yeah. And did not, we Never saw plenty anything. of pig. We didn't shoot anything, man. We couldn't kill anything to save our lives. <laughs> we were bad hog hunters at that time. Yeah. But I remember one, we we found them in this little clump of trees, and we got the bright idea for half of the, there, there were more than just us two. Yeah. There were several guys out there. We got the idea for half of us to go this way and half of us to go this way, one way and the other, around this group of trees, split up, and then you know meet up on the other side. Hopefully one of us would see them flushing out from the guys on the other side pushing them toward us whatever 
Well, we get all the way around this clump of trees to the point where we can see, the, each group can see each other. We are across from each other, and the pigs run right in between us. So we are all, there's like six of us standing there, like 30 yards apart, staring at each other, holding our rifles while all these pigs are running in between us. We can't do a thing because we're facing each other. We can't shoot these pigs. And there was one guy, there was one guy that hung back, and we all, after the pigs run out, we all meet each other and we're like, man, that sucked. I can't believe we did that. We're so dumb. <laughs> and about that time, we just hear, pow, pow, pow. Just, he's got his AR. It's just right, like he emptied the whole magazine. And we walked over there and he's standing there and we're like, dude, what happened? And he goes, I just got rushed by a bunch of piglets. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a bunch of piglets like run out and were running around his legs. And he just started popping his AR around 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 him. <laughs> Did not hit a single pig. Oh, not on. a single what? pig. Like, oh. we looked for blood and pigs that night. I went back the next morning after daylight and looked for anything, and there was nothing. 30 Something. rounds, point blank range, it didn't hit a single one. Something was wrong with us at that point, I think. Man, we had no clue what we were doing back then. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might still not, but <laughs> certainly back then we did not. It was still fun. Oh, it was a blast. I haven't shot any or hunted pigs at night so far. Oh, but you never have? No, I never have. Dude, but it's, it's a blast, especially when, got, you, especially when you got a full moon. Oh, and that yeah. makes all the yeah. difference in the world right there. I just got this flashlight. So you can put a red light on it or a green light okay. on it or a regular light. Yeah. And I bought a mount for my AR, stuck that sucker on there. So I'm gonna, I'm excited to get it, yeah. put it to use. I'm sure there will be an opportunity in the very near future to yeah. do so. I think so. We need to do. We need to do. We need to find a place to go. I mean, we've got some in our place. We've got a creek bed that goes through the entirety of our property in the back, and uh, and you find these pockets where they've rooted. Mm -hmm. uh, but we really need to ATN. Not to. I'm not trying to sell you on ATN, but they really have a halfway decent product, and they 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 came out with one that doesn't have all the extras. Like on their main, uh, the Thor Four or whatever is their main one. Mm -hmm. It uh, it has it where you can record. Like the moment you shoot, it records the video, does all that. Mm. Nice. This other one is in a price point that it doesn't have all those extras, um, but it's thermal. Yeah. So it's a little bit less expensive, and, and it's like it's a little. You know, it's more tempting. It's tempting to the, <laughs> to the average guy. You know, your wife, your wife is like, yeah, no, 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 no more money. But yeah, if we can, you know, do something like that. But that I will say that, you know, like you said, with the moonlight, when that you get that night vision, along with the moonlight, oh my goodness, you can you can see further than you would want to shoot. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember. One of the one of the biggest pigs that I, the biggest pig that I've ever shot, was, um, like, not middle of the night, but dark, full moon, never even turned on my light. Like, running across this field, I could see they were in single file. I could see all these pigs in this just giant one in the mm -hmm. middle, and I was able to line up on them and take a shot without ever even turning my light on, which Heck was yeah. awesome. So, yeah, there's. 
man, we could talk for hours about hog hunting. There's so, so much. So fun. Can, so it's so it's fun. There's so much that goes into it, and yet it's it it needs to happen so bad. Has to happen. Yeah. I see all those guys up north. They have all those elk and stuff. <laughs> They don't, they don't have any hogs, do they? <laughs> I think I would. I think I would trade hogs for elk. I 100% would, <laughs> at least for a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots and lots of stories. Lots of stories could go on forever. Could go on forever. It man, it 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 is a problem down here. It's a problem that if if you're guys like us, we take advantage of it. We try to help out as best we can. We have fun doing it. Um, hopefully guys from other states can can do the same you know can come to Texas if you haven't hog hunt before and and uh, shoot some pigs I wish that we had a I wish that we had a definitive place that we had a lot of pigs on that we and solely we you know could hunt and we mm -hmm. could actually invite more people from out state to like our listeners to come and hunt with us but that's just not the case right now but uh, maybe one day we'll have that opportunity. And, and certainly if you guys get an opportunity, I encourage you to take advantage of it because like I said, you're not just helping out a, helping out a Texan or a guy in the South. I mean, it's not just Texas, it's, it's multiple states on the right. Southern side of the United States, but uh, I know Florida is really bad about them too, yeah. pigs, but uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's not just the, the landowners and stuff you're helping out. It's, you know, you're, you're having fun doing it, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it, it truly is a blast and a hunt like none other, especially if you get in on a really good place to, to hunt pigs. So definitely uh, definitely give it a shot if, if you get the opportunity. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. What, what about you, statistics guy? You got any more numbers over there we need to know about? Uh, uh, I got a couple. Uh, so a hog's home range can range anywhere from 5,000 acres to 70,000 acres, depending That's on habitat. A big range, wow. Yeah. Um, so seventy thousand acres, depending on habitat. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say. Wow, what they say. Well, they should know. A <laughs> uh, life expectancy says four to five years. Could be up to eight years. So I did a little math. Eight years, three litters a year. You call it a litter? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Okay, three yep. litters a year. Man, like I said, we don't call it terms down here. It's just bunches of pigs. That's all it is down <laughs> here. <laughs> so. You think you, if it, if they have up to if they can have up to twelve in a litter, up to three litters a year, that's thirty six litters, thirty six piglets in a year for one sow. Max, yeah. Times eight years is two hundred and eighty eight piglets Holy for one one cow. sow. Wow. If that doesn't give you an idea on the problem that wild pigs are, that's crazy. So the population just grows exponentially. So yes. 70,000 acres, I don't know if my math is correct, but that's like six and a half miles. Okay. Square miles. Square mile. Man, uh, yeah. Or a circle radius, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> shape you prefer. Yeah. yeah. Diameter. <laughs> yeah. Man, that, that's a little more realistic, I feel like. I, I can understand pigs traveling, especially if they're pressured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can understand pigs traveling. And one other thing that I was going to mention, pigs aren't just a problem for crops, fences, stuff out there. They're a problem for deer. Yeah. Too. They, will push, yep. they will push your deer out. I, I know pretty much anybody I've ever talked to that has pigs on their deer lease has multiple stories about having deer in front of them and all of a sudden they bolt and a bunch of pigs just come rushing in. Yep. 
pig populations run deer away. Witnessed and, it. Yeah, it, it is that that right there is where it presents a huge problem to deer hunters. Not just in stuff getting torn up, but also just in your success rate is going to go down because yeah, you can have a bunch of pigs out there, but eventually you're going to get tired of shooting pigs and you're going to be <laughs> wanting to shoot some deer. Yeah. You know. Yeah, especially I mean if that's what you're really going for. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's fun to shoot. It's fun to shoot hogs, but I mean, one hundred percent. The hunting story with your buddies usually isn't. Oh, look at this hog I shot. Yeah. It's usually look and this, look bug. At this yeah. Bug. If, I, if I could have the choice of which meat I want on my table, I'd go with venison. Yeah. All day. I one hundred percent agree with you there. So, yeah, it's it's a man. There's there's so many purposes for hog hunting. I mean, we could go on forever about why it's important, why, why guys need to do it. Um, the last thing that, I, that I'm gonna talk about is just um, the seasons, because I know you mentioned that, I mean, we, you can hunt these pigs year round down here yep. in Texas at least. And guys with leases should take full advantage of that, in my opinion. I know, especially in Texas, you know, it's hot in the summer, it sucks, you know, nobody wants to be out there. Sometimes you just need to get away though. And when you do, man, go, go shoot some pigs, because if you can shoot pigs in the spring and summer months, and then back off on them in the fall and focus on your deer, and that's gonna be that's gonna be the best for you. Because I know a lot of guys, and there's nothing wrong with it, but a lot of guys will be sitting in a deer stand in the fall, and a pig will walk out and they'll shoot it. Well, all good and fine. You kill one of your pigs, you got a pig off the place, but that 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 might have blown your chances at seeing a deer the rest of the night. You yeah. know. So if if you can take advantage of hunting pigs earlier in the in the non uh, deer season months. Um, and leading up to deer season, that would that would be, uh, in my opinion, ideal. That's that's well, what I, mean, I would try to do. Really, I mean, it could even be part of your maintenance and your management program in terms of yeah. getting ready for your deer season. Uh-huh. You know, you go out there and you set up your stand, you're cleaning up your areas, you're manicuring certain things, you're opening up your lanes to shoot into, things like that. Mm-hmm. But we have to also look at what is going to be competing uh, for that food, competing for that acreage yeah um and those pigs really do they like you said they're they're destructive they're they're very um they're very invasive very absolutely well like i said multiple times already we could talk about pigs for hours down here and we got tons of stories but we need to be wrapping up our time here so guys i i appreciate y'all coming on to talk about this major problem we have down here in the south I hope that uh, some of you guys that are listening into this podcast um, now know maybe how you can uh, how you can get in on on some pigs, or maybe it uh, encourages you to take advantage of that opportunity that your buddy down in Texas or Florida or wherever offered. Um, I encourage you to do so and uh, to have some fun while you're doing it. So, um, thank you guys again for tuning into another Fall Obsession podcast episode. If you haven't already. Be sure you uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got a lot of awesome content um, on that YouTube channel. And hit that follow and subscribe button for this podcast as well and catch our episodes when they come out. Um, we've, we've done a lot of great podcasts up till now, but um, we also have some, some guests coming up, um, people from other companies in the industry, people from other states 
that are about to be on this podcast and uh, and sharing their knowledge and experiences. So going to be a lot of cool stuff, a lot of diversities here. So be sure that you guys uh, check that out. Fallobsession.com is the hub. That's where you can find all of our content, videos, reviews, podcasts, everything. we got some merch on there as well. We're all sporting some Fall Obsession t-shirts here as we're uh, – as we're recording, so be sure that you guys uh, go pick you up one of those. We got a few on sales now as well. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Tune in, Nick and Nick. Thank you guys again, yes, sir. Glad and, to be here. And uh, we will catch you guys on next week's Fall Obsession podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you guys later. See you later. See ya.